Welcome to episode 150 of the Headspace and Timing podcast. On today's episode, veteran and mental health advocate Maureen Elias joins the show to talk about legislative and community advocacy for suicide prevention. Here's a short preview of the longer conversation. You're listening to Headspace and Timing, where we're trying to change the way that we think and talk about veteran mental health. To start off with, Maureen had attended the 2019 VA DOD Suicide Prevention Conference, the only national suicide prevention conference that addresses suicide within the military and veteran population. Here, she talks about her impressions of the conference. This was my first VA DOD Suicide Prevention Conference. First off, the amount of research and the quality of research that was being presented was awesome. And all the different perspectives that everyone had, all the things that they were looking into, it did feel a bit like drinking from the fire hose because each session opportunity had about 11 to 12 breakout sessions. And each one of them were so amazing that it was hard to choose which one to attend. I think some of my favorites were the one that talked about the the increased risk of multiple suicide attempts among survivors of intimate partner violence. And uh, I thought it was really fascinating because we don't usually talk about the, the multiple suicide attempts. I think there's this among the general population, there's this understanding that if we if someone is suicidal and we intervene and we get them help, that all of a sudden they're better and they probably won't ever do that again. And that's not always the case. Sometimes it is, but it's not always. And so it was really interesting to to hear that research. Another one was uh, the person who presented on adverse childhood events. And the later on risk of veteran suicide, you know, it's logical and it makes sense to us. But until we have the research behind it, it's hard to push for policy change because everyone wants to see the numbers. They want to see the research. Like here on the Headspace and Timing podcast, Maureen sees a need to take the information that's being understood about suicide prevention and get it into the hands of those that need it the most. The people in communities that are doing the work of suicide prevention in their hometown. One of the things that I am working on right now is taking a lot of that research and bringing it down to the consumer level. As part of the work that I do, I travel around the country with Dr. Thomas Hall, who is um, a psychologist, and we travel around the nation doing suicide risk and prevention suicide uh, briefings for the community. So one of the, the challenges that I have is to take that high-level clinical research and bring it down to to the consumer level so that they can understand their own risks. Because I think sometimes if we know um, what our risks are, there are things that we can do to confront with and, and deal with those those risks. Like many, Marine and her colleagues have found that suicide prevention in the military population and suicide prevention in the first responder population have many parallels. We have actually expanded the category to not just veteran suicide risk, but to um, veteran and first responder suicide risk and prevention, because we found that there's a lot of parallels between the two communities, a lot of exposure to trauma, things like that. And um, the Department of Corrections table, when we were finished, came up and talked to us and they said, we have had like four suicides in the last two months. Like we, we needed to hear this. We want to have you come out and talk to our entire prison community. Um, and so, you know, when we talk about first responders, most people think firefighters, policemen, and EMT. Um, we've brought in that to ER nurses, to Department of Transportation individuals. Uh, at first, we had someone come up who was like, have you considered the Department of Transportation? And we were like, not really, because it's like bus drivers and stuff. And she was like, you know, my father was a metro driver and someone jumped in front of his train. 
and he was exposed to trauma and someone else had spoken about how it's the Department of Transportation folks who have to come and clean up after a child is struck and died from a car accident. And so, you know, to me, I think the the suicide risk and prevention presentation that we give really resonates among any community that is that is um, continually exposed to various forms of trauma. Suicide is a difficult topic. It's embarrassing for many, uncomfortable, and hard to deal with. One of the ways to overcome this uncomfortability is to help people understand that they're not alone in this, that struggle with thoughts of self-harm are common. As we have gone around and done these community presentations, we put a lot of our, our personal selves into the presentation. And um, I myself went through a period where I was feeling um, suicidal. And as I share that experience, you know, I watch the shoulders in the room relax as they realize like what they're going through or what they've been through. They're not alone. There's this this collective sigh of relief as they realize that we've created a safe space in which they can talk about those things that are so very painful or so very sensitive and tender to their hearts. And, um, you know, there's there's usually a couple of people that end up in tears um, because they have found somewhere where they don't have to hide their hurts anymore. And it's really neat to be able to be a part of that experience and to hear, you know, what they've been through. In this clip, Maureen gives an example of what some may be experiencing that causes suicidal crisis. Service members and veterans often understand about survivor's guilt, but here she gives a different example of it. We had a uh, an EMT who had tried to save a little girl. She was six or seven, I believe. And he gave her CPR for like two hours while waiting for um, other people to come and he just, he couldn't save her. And he's like, it's been 12 years and I still, you know, I still can't get over it. And that gave us the beautiful segue to talk about survivor guilt. Um, because I think that was part of what he had been through. You know, a lot of people think about survivor guilt as the guilt that you had survived, but, um, especially within the first responder community, there's that other side of the house where it's like, why couldn't I save her? You know, what could I have done differently that, that would have saved this person I was trying to save? Finally, Maureen talks about her work engaging lawmakers on Capitol Hill around veterans' issues. She talks in this clip about her efforts to help lawmakers become more aware of the need to use safer language around suicide. One of the things, actually, that that um, I've been trying to educate uh, policymakers on is the language that we use around suicide and how important that is. So they have a national platform where what they're saying is is being broadcast across the world, and and you know the research that says like the language that we use can actually affect the suicide rate, whether that be positively or negatively. And they'll, they'll violate every one of the, the, um, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention or the American Association for Suicide Prevention's guidelines when it comes to media talking about suicide. They'll graphically describe in detail how someone has died by suicide or they'll use language that can be stigmatizing, such as saying committed suicide or, um, you know, talk about suicide in a way that can be very, um, stigmatizing. And so one of the things that I've tried to do is, is help educate policymakers on the appropriate language to use when you're talking about suicide, because it does matter. And they do have that national platform. You're listening to Headspace and Timing, where we're trying to change the way that we think and talk about veteran mental health. talk a lot more in the longer conversation. Maureen and I talk more about her struggles with thoughts of suicide, 
Her work to bring suicide prevention training to communities around the country and her legislative and advocacy work. To learn more, you can listen to the full episode at veteranmentalhealth.com forward slash HST150. Just a reminder that the guests and information on this show are for educational purposes only and not meant to be considered professional advice. While I am a therapist, I'm not your therapist. If something you've heard makes you think that you should talk to somebody, then reach out to do so. Make sure to join us for the next episode. Hit subscribe in your podcast player of choice so you don't miss it. Until then, remember veterans, you're not alone. Ever. Ever.